This is a Centre for Stories podcast. I'm Claudia from the team here at the Centre for Stories. Saga Sisterhood was a transformative performance project for women from communities who identify as South Asian and come from non-performer backgrounds. Anju Sivaraja was a witness to extreme violent genocide in Sri Lanka when she was five years old. She reflects on the effects of Sri Lanka's civil war and her mixed Sinhalese, Berger and Tamil heritage. On the 21st of April 2019, Anju's island homeland transformed into a war zone after a series of terrorist bombings. She was faced once again with terrifying memories. Her experiences have made her and the people of Sri Lanka stronger as one. So on the 4th of February 1948, Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon, gained independence after the British left. Since independence, the Tamils were treated as third-class citizens overnight as the British left the power in the hands of the Sinhalese. In 1969, my parents met and married. My mother is of mixed Sinhalese and Berger background, and my father is Tamil. He was the only one of his 12 siblings who married a non-Tamil. In July 1983, Sri Lanka had a systematic form of genocide after 13 Sri Lankan soldiers were killed. It is commonly referred to as the riots or by the Tamil diaspora as Black July. The riots were rooted in ethnic tensions between Sri Lanka's majority Sinhalese and minority Tamil population. A government official provided electoral lists of homes where Tamils identified people lived along with transport to the young men of Sinhalese ethnicity. It was organised by the government and it is what began the country's civil war, which lasted over 26 uh, long bloody years. Tamil shops and houses were singled out and looted and burnt while many Tamils were murdered. It is reported that the death toll was over 4,000 and it displaced 150,000 Tamils. I remember seeing burning houses, factories, shops, cars and even tyres with people inside as we drove to my uncle's house. I was five years old. The pungent smell of burning flesh and hair was stronger than the smell of the burning tyres. In 1984, my family and I migrated to Australia. Because my mother's two sisters were already living in Perth, we were able to migrate quite quickly and easily. In high school, I had a friend called Lakshmi. Lakshmi was also Tamil, but she was of Indian origin, born in Singapore. Her mum taught Bharat Natyam and her dad played their tabla around Perth at various concerts. Lakshmi was cool and popular at school. Lakshmi one day invited me to come to the Hindu temple with her for the festival of Navratri. I thought this was a good opportunity to find out more about my dad's religion, as he was Hindu after all, albeit not practising. I dressed up in my pavada, which is a traditional outfit worn by teenage girls, and is a two-piece dress consisting of a top and a skirt. Why I even had one, I still have no idea. The visit to the temple was frankly, in my 15-year-old mind, quite boring. I did not understand the songs or bhajans we were singing or why we were even singing them. Then I saw this really good looking guy and my interest moved on to him. After bhajans, I uh, managed to talk to someone who knew him and well, the rest was history. Harry and I had a secret relationship for about three months, but I was made to feel conscious of the fact that his Tamil, sorry, that his family, namely his mother, would never accept the relationship as I was only half Tamil. This made no sense to me, as I was brought up in a household not knowing different ethnicities. I just knew my dad was Tamil and my mother was Sinhalese Berger, and they were both active community members in the Sri Lankan community. 
One afternoon, um, I rang Harry up on his home line because there's no such thing as mobiles back then. His mother picked up the phone and I automatically uh, hung up. A few seconds later, our landline rang. I knew it was her, but had to, and I had to pick up the phone as I was right next to it. She screamed down the phone at me, to t- telling me to leave her son alone and and we cannot be together, as I was not Tamil. And I'm sure there was other stuff which I cannot remember or probably just blocked out. My mother saw my face and probably heard the screaming on the phone and asked what had happened. I reluctantly told her. My mother was furious, which further confused me. What did all this mean? My father was Tamil, so I was Tamil, right? We are returned to Sri Lanka on holiday like four times by this uh, by, by this age. Um, and so I felt a very strong connection to my birthplace. But why did I feel so disconnected? Why had my parents never explained the different ethnicities to me or taught us the different languages or cultures? This began my quest, my hunger and passion to learn about who I was, who I am. When I was 26, I decided to go to Canada. Many of my father's family had moved there after the riots in 1983. I thought this would help me in finding out more about my Tamil heritage. I met two aunts and one uncle and about 20 cousins and loads more distant relatives. While I was amazed at how the Tamil diaspora had their own identified community in Canada, and it was nice to know that I had such a large family I never knew before, strangely I felt even more disconnected. I could not read or speak the language or relate to the the hardship that they had experienced in settling in their new country and definitely not the experience in travelling from Sri Lanka to Canada, which had been via illegal means. With the help of my oldest aunt, I drew a family tree to help me understand who I was and who was who in the family. In the family. And I came to realise that my father, being the eldest brother and choosing to marry outside of the Tamil community, was in fact quite unthinkable and would have been quite heart-rendering um, for my paternal grandmother. While my dad's family loved and accepted me for the bloodline we shared, I was an outsider to them. I returned home, having more questions, frustration and resentment towards my family, parents. Why did their teach not teach me about the ethnic and political tensions in Sri Lanka? Why did they not continue to speak Sinhalese or even Tamil after we moved to Australia? My father became quite sick shortly after I returned. He had three minor strokes, which led him to being diagnosed with dementia. My husband and I got married um, during this time, and I made the decision to keep my maiden name, as I felt I needed to do this for my father and also for myself in maintaining my um, link to my father's heritage. The next few years was a real struggle for my mum, as my father deteriorated in his health and mental capacity. My husband and I, being the main form of support, witnessed all of this. In November 2016, my father passed away. When I wrote his eulogy, I realised that my father was a great man who will be remembered for his integrity, his compassion, his wisdom, courage and character, not his ethnicity. On April 21st this year, on Easter Sunday, My island homeland transformed into a war zone after Sri Lanka had six bombings by a cowardly terrorist group. As I speak here today, the death toll has reached almost 300 people. The whole world watched and was shocked, saddened and disgusted by the despicable acts of barbarism on a day meant for reflection 
and celebration globally. The difference is 30 years on from Black July, people are coming together to help their fellow Sri Lankans in whatever, in whatever way they can. Mothers volunteering to breastfeed orphan babies, thousands of people donating blood within a few hours of the bomb attacks, Buddhist monks saying they don't need Vesak celebrations, instead will help to rebuild the bombed churches. The Muslims opening up their mosques to Christians to pray until their churches get rebuilt. And the senior clerics in Sri Lankan Muslim community declaring that they will not accept the bodies of the suicide bombers, nor will they be farewelled in mosques or buried in Muslim cemeteries. You can take away our hotels, but you cannot take our hospitality. You can take our churches, but you cannot take our faith or values. You can take our people, but you cannot take our humanity. We are one country, one nation. Today we cry together, but tomorrow we will again rise up together because we are Sri Lankan. My name is Anju Devi Sivraja. I am Tamil, Sinhalese and Berger. I'm Christian and Hindu, a follower of Buddhism and Islam. My motherland is a pearl of the Indian Ocean, the paradise island called Sri Lanka. I am today and always will be proudly Sri Lankan born and Australian raised. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this story, please rate, review and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to listen to more stories, check out our upcoming events, subscribe to our mailing list or find out more about what we do, head to centreforstories.com.